Thank you for listening to our podcast from Crossroads, South Arkansas. I am teaching pastor David Preston, Jr. I pray the words you hear today speak to you on a personal level and help bring you into a closer relationship with Jesus. Thanks again for joining us. But we've talked before about how I don't tell Cliff or DJ what I'm preaching on because I just want the Lord to work it out. And the songs today, How Great Is Our God, that last one, I'll build my life. Raise a hallelujah. We can sing those songs. We can go home right now. We've had church. And I appreciate the talent because DJ, Cliff, other worship pastors have talent. There's no doubt about that, but they have a heart to listen to what God's saying. Because I fully believe the good ones pray about what they need to sing. And God lays on their heart. They're not just grasping straws. Oh, show the 18. Y'all remember that show? I, I'm showing my age. I've always wanted to say that, and now I can't. The old show the 18. At the end of the show, when everything always works out, and oh, what was his name? Hannibal, was that right? Would always say, I love it when a plan comes together. I love coming to church and seeing God's plan come together. Yes. Don't y'all love that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Isn't it cool to see when God's plan comes together and it all works? That's our intentions. But if we do too much, we end up getting in the way. We cause God's plan not to work together, come together. We cause our plan to come together. And our plan doesn't really matter. What matters is God's plan and what he wants to happen. (coughs) Have you ever... Sat there in life and had that question, did that really just happen? Have you ever been there? Something happened and you look at it and it's not always a bad thing. There's times where bad things happen and you're like, did that really just happen? I sat in a chair the other day and it cracked. And the first thought that went through my mind is, did that really just happen? That wasn't pleasant. I know why it cracked. It wasn't a poorly built chair. It's a poorly built person that sat in it. Quit laughing, Anthony. It's not that funny. But you have things that happen that says, did that really just happen? But then there's those good things that happen where you say, did that really just happen? It's unbelievable. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, that really just happened to me. We've all had situations like that. I'm going to share this, even though we talked about it at the end of the service last week, because that part got cut off on our video. And I want to share it again in case someone is watching that's not here that missed it last week. You're going to get that blessing again this week. So bear with me if you were here last week. But before church even started, there was me and Papal that were here. And he came up and shared with me about his quiet time that morning. Him and Memo all get together every morning and pray and go through their Bible studies. And it really sets an example for me because I tend to find myself getting busy 
And we talked about this before. I work my Bible study in where it fits rather than making my schedule fit around my Bible study. But they get up every morning and do this. And he came and shared with me, and I'm not going to go into the details of what he shared, but he shared with me what their Bible study was about this morning and what God showed him through their Bible study and what he had prayed about. And at the very end, he said, all I keep telling God is, and want to say is, tell me the story of Jesus. Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. About an hour later, our guest speaker, Brother Preston Conjure, comes in and hands me his PowerPoint. And I plug it into the computer to get it ready. And the title of the sermon is, Who is Jesus? Did that really just happen? Did that really just happen? My granddad is telling me in tears about his quiet time and all he wants to know is the story of Jesus. And our guest speaker, who I had not known what he was going to speak on his sermon, was who is Jesus. And it told the most descriptive, scriptural-backed message of who Jesus is that I've ever heard in my life. We heard the story of Jesus. And if you missed that sermon, go back and watch last week. It's online. You need to see it. That's not a coincidence, folks. That's not just by chance. But yeah, it was. And I'm, I get to explain that here in a minute. I'm kind of excited. Kind of excited. We all have these things where we look at life and say, did that really just happened. Luke chapter 10. We're going to look at verses 30 through 35 this morning. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Alright, now i got it working. Luke chapter 10, verse 30 through 35. We're going to read these verses and I'm going to stand down here to where I can see it because I'm going to read it off of here rather than the Bible. And it's the Bible, I promise. Okay, just bear with me. I want to be able to see this so I can talk you through this. Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him all of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. At this point, I can imagine, if he's conscious, the Jewish man saying, did that really just happen? Yeah. He's walking down the road, minding his business, and he gets attacked and beaten half to death. Robbed stripped naked and left for dead. Did that really just happen? Verse 31, it says, By chance a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. Verse 32, a temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Verse 33, Then a despised Samaritan we had a priest, a temple assistant, and not just a Samaritan, but a despised Samaritan. Someone the Jewish man would have hated, and those emotions would have been mutual. A despised Samaritan man came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. 
The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. The despised Samaritan man took this Jewish man, cleaned him, soothed him, bandaged him, put him on his own donkey, took him to a hotel, still took care of him there, paid for his stay, and then told the innkeeper, continue to take care of him, and if there's more charge, I'll pay it the next time for him. When the Jewish man came to and heard this story, he had to have said again that that really just happened. When the innkeeper told him about what the Samaritan man did for him, he had to wonder why in the world did this Samaritan man take care of me? Would I have done the same for him? He had to wonder why this happened to me. It brings this question to me. And we're, we're going to kind of jump a little bit. We'll come back to that here in a few minutes. But do you really believe that God is in control of your life? Yes. If you really believe God's in control of your life, say amen this morning. Amen. There we go. We're going to talk a little bit. Can y'all talk a little bit with me this morning? If you believe God's in control of your life, say amen. amen. There you go. Do you believe... Say amen if you do. Do you believe that God knows about every detail of your life? Amen. All right. Do you believe that? Amen. Say it again. Amen. Even louder. Amen. Well, we're going to loosen up today. We're going to have a little church. Do you believe that God knows every detail of your life? Say amen. amen. All right. Here's the next one. Say amen if you live every day like God's in control of every detail of your life. Uh oh. If you believe that God's in control and you believe that God knows about every detail of your life, and we said amen really loud, then why was there silence when I asked if we live like we believe that? There's the issue, isn't it? There's the issue. And then we wonder. Why we have situations in life come up that make us say that that really just happened. Because we look at the world and we look at our problems through human eyes instead of looking at the way that God views us. See, we're back on that series of how does God speak to us. And we've talked about a few ways, but today he talks and speaks to us through coincidence. Because we see coincidence and we think things just worked out perfectly. And look what the world did. Well, folks, it worked out perfectly, but it wasn't because of the world. It was because of God. Amen? I used to tell my youth when I was a youth pastor, there's no such thing as a coincidence. And I believe I've said it here before, coincidence is a small miracle that God worked out in your life. And that's the truth. When things happen that you can't understand, but it looks like everything just happened at the perfect time, that's God working in your life. Don't shortchange Him and give Him the credit for the good things that He's done for you. Amen. A lot of times we look at that and say, well, that just worked out, didn't it? 
Look what happened for me. It didn't just happen for you. It happened because God said it could happen. And it would happen. Exactly. Who said that? Come on up here and preach. Come on up here and preach. Woo. It'll happen in his timing. Isn't that the key? Yes. That's the key. I'm going to add that to my notes. Because we want things to happen on our time. But God has the perfect time. God has the perfect time. Man, y'all are preaching to me this morning. I told you it was going to be a good day. It's good. What does this next one say? Praise the house. If you believe he's in control of every detail of your life, he is all mighty. Amen. Do, you, do you see that? I made them words really big, or that word really big. He is almighty. He is mighty all the way. He controls everything. Whatever happens to you, he knows. He set it aside. He placed it in your path, and he's putting it there for you. Doesn't that excite you? It should. Somebody say amen. Come on. Help me here. I'm excited. He put that there for you. Amen. Out of the billion people, billions of people in the world, he has a plan just for you. Yes, Man, he is almighty. He takes care of the big things in your life. Problems we don't even realize we have. He already knows the solution. Come on, let's read some verses here. I'm going to sit back down. I'm excited, y'all. Tim, quick pushing buttons. <laughs> Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. Look at these verses, y'all. Y'all remember that video we watched a year or so ago that was That's My King? Y'all remember that? And it talked about who Jesus was and that's my king. Let's, let's talk about my king. Remember the things I've done in, in the past. For I alone am God. That's my king. Yeah. It says, I am God. There is no one like me. Yeah. That's my king. Amen. That's my king. Quit pushing buttons here. <laughs> Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. That's my king. He's almighty. He's the only one that can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, yes. for I do whatever I wish. That's my king. Amen. Y'all clap. Give the Lord a hand this morning. That's your king. That's my king. And if that don't excite you, you're in the wrong church. I'm just going to tell you. That's our God. He's almighty. He does whatever He wants to do. He's the only one that can tell us what's going to happen in the future. He's the only one that does whatever He wants to do. He's the only one that can plan your life because He does whatever He wants. He is almighty. Man, that's my key. That's my God. That's your God. And nothing happens that surprises Him. Not a thing. I get called up in these did that really happen moments because it surprises me. Good things have happened in my life. I've received phone calls with great news and I hang up the phone and I say, did that really just happen? And God's in heaven laughing. Because he blessed his child and he knew what was coming. 
I'm surprised he's receiving joy. That's so. Because he knew. And it's the same way in your life. I thought it was a coincidence. He knew all along it was his plan. Come on, somebody. Come on. He knew it was his plan, and I just thought everything fell into place. Well, it did. But it wasn't my doing. It was his doing in his time. Ooh. That's my God. This one here gets us a lot. Your plans that you make don't take away your need for God. That's right. How many times in life do we make plans and we have ideas and we say, you know what? This is how this is going to work. And we make our own plan. And we follow our own plan and our own path, but we don't follow, or let me say, let me rephrase that. We don't seek God as much as we should. Because we have a good plan. It's a good plan. It might have been made considering what God would want us to do, but we really didn't seek God's will for our life. But we have a plan. But here's the reality. Our plans don't really matter. We can plan a perfect life, but if that's not what God has for us and His plan for our lives, it doesn't matter. So why do we take so much time in life planning what we're going to do when we can spend all that time planning in the Word of God and finding out what He's going to do for us? We spend way too much time coming up with our own plans and our own ideas, and we miss out on the time we can spend with Him to allow Him to, to light our path. Our plans don't matter that much anyways. I'm going to back it up with Scripture. I'm not just telling you something. Proverbs 19.21 says, You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Amen. That's so. You can make many plans in life, but it doesn't matter because what God wants is going to happen anyway. Why? Because that's my king. Yes. That's my king. And what he wants in my life is exactly what's going to happen. Our plans don't matter. Coincidence. Chance. Nothing happens in your life by chance. Y'all ever heard that before? That's true. But I'm going to twist it a little bit. Okay? Don't just hang on. You'll see it. Because there are times where things happen by chance. Matter of fact, things happen by chance a lot more than we think of. It, except it's biblical chance rather than human chance. That's the difference. Okay? If you notice, verse 31, I'm sorry, verse 31, the second verse in what we read. I'm coming back to the Good Samaritan story there. Now, who told this story? Somebody tell me. Who told the Good Samaritan story? Jesus. If you read this in the Bible, it's red letters. Okay, Jesus said this, and I just told you nothing happens by chance. But in verse 31, Jesus himself said, by chance. So how can David Preston tell you that nothing happens by chance when Jesus Christ said by chance? Think about it. Just hang on. Okay? I'm not losing my mind, and I'm not saying Jesus was wrong. We're just going to learn something today. Okay? By chance. A priest came along. Now that's that's all I want to read right now out of that verse. By chance, a priest came along. Some 
versions, some translations of the Bible take that word chance and they use it for coincidence. It says coincidence, not coincidence. Okay? Because chance and coincidence are very similar. Okay? They, they are very similar. So I want to take that and I want to break it down and look at this right quick. The Greek word for coincidence, where it's used in those translations, is Sincurian. If I said that wrong, that's all right. Y'all y'all can see it. Okay? Sincurian is the Greek word for coincidence. Now, watch this. This is fun. Sin, that first part of that word, is the same word we use for sun, which means together with. Okay? Together with. The last half of that word, Kyrian, is the same word we use for curios, which means supreme in authority. So, by coincidence means together with supreme in authority. So, if we gave a Christian definition to the word coincidence, here's what it means. Come on, they work. <laughs> what occurs together by God's supreme authority in arranging circumstances. Y'all hear that? A coincidence is what occurs together by God's supreme authority in arranging circumstances. He arranges it to happen in your life. Which means it's not a coincidence. It's His plan. But if it is a coincidence, you can take it to the bank that it's a miracle because in God's supreme authority, He arranged it to happen just like that, just for you. Tell me God doesn't speak to us through coincidences. How many coincidences have you had in your life where you missed God's message because you thought it was just the world happening? Every coincidence has been a blessing from God. And I've missed so many because I was just happy something worked out. Let's look at that verse again. I took the word chance or coincidence out. Let's read it like this. This will make chills come all over your body, guys. By God's supreme authority in arranging circumstances, a priest came by. Do y'all see that? You take and put the Christian definition of that word in. The Greek words, you put them together, and what it truly means, by God's supreme authority in arranging circumstances, a priest came along. When Jesus said by chance, he didn't mean that it just happened to happen. He meant God arranged it and planned it and put that priest right there where he needed to be. What's his response? He put that priest right where he needed to be. He put that temple person right where he needed to be. He put that Samaritan right where he needed to be. And when a coincidence works out in your life, it's because God placed whatever it was right there, right where it needed to be in your life. So no, nothing happens by chance. It happens by the supreme authority of my king and him arranging things to happen. Yeah. in my life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Isn't that hope? Isn't that hope? Doesn't that give you hope? <coughs> Doesn't that build your faith? Man, this is good stuff. I might have skipped some on my notes. Let me go back and look and see. I get excited. All right. 
So we're going to close up here pretty quick. But there's two other things. Nothing happens by chance. Okay? But if you look at Acts 126, I'm going to show you how nothing happens by chance by chance. After Judas was gone, the disciples needed to find the twelve. How did they decide? Acts 126 tells us they cast lots. They rolled dice. They threw straws. They did something that was a gamble to determine who was going to be that next disciple. Now think about this. These are the 11 people that lived, that walked, that saw, that taught, that healed right alongside Jesus for three years. They were as close or closer than anybody was to him except for God himself. And when it came time to decide who the next disciple was, their best option was to cast lots. They cast the lots, and this guy, Matthias, coincidentally became the guy. Coincidentally, because the Almighty God organized his steps and his path. That even though the disciples decided to roll dice to decide who that next disciple was, God fixed it exactly like he wanted it. Y'all think, well, you really think God determined which way those dice fell? Absolutely. Because watch this. This is awesome, y'all. This is awesome. This is going to work. Gosh, I'm excited. Proverbs 16.33 says, We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. Did y'all see that? I can't be the only one excited in here. The disciples threw dice to determine who the next disciple was going to be, that 12th disciple, and it ended up being Matthias. And they threw dice thinking whoever's going to win is going to be the guy. But Proverbs, the Old Testament, tells us that we throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. When those disciples threw those dice, God himself placed the right number up for his will to be done. Come on. If he can control which way the dice lands, can't he take care of my life? Yes. Can't he take care of what I've got going on? Can't he take care of the problems that I feel like I have? Can't he take care of the good things going on in my life? Is there anything that my king can't take care of? Not one thing. It's up to us to live like we believe that. Yes. Yes. Man. Man. That was some more. You know, it's... I think that's it. I think that's all I got. I don't want to stop, though. Guys, I had a friend put on Facebook last night for everyone that was preaching today to preach like this was the last sermon they'll ever preach. It inspired me. 
Because this very well could be the last sermon I ever preach. I'm not guaranteed to walk out of this church today alive. Jesus is coming back soon, y'all. Soon. He's coming back very soon. We are closer. You're closer every day than you were yesterday. But folks, if you read the Bible, we're done. The next thing is Him coming. He's coming soon. Our world is in chaos. Our country, who's short of Israel, is supposed to be the beacon of light for Christianity, is having blankets thrown over it every day to try to put that light out. It's not surprising God. Our good friend and our church friend Frank Shelton put a thing on Facebook this morning that says, and I, I haven't researched this, but I trust Frank. says in the Hebrew calendar, 2020 is the year of the mouth. The tool that God gave us to share his news. And Frank's message that he put on there said, do you think it's any coincidence he used that word that in the year of the mouth we have people telling us we have to cover our face. That's that we have <clears throat> excuse me that we have things going in our world that are trying to silence Christians. A major church in California was told this morning that if they have church the state's going to turn their power off. We've had church here in the dark before. If God's people want to meet, they will meet. Yes. And I have no, no issue believing that that church is going to do exactly what they're supposed to do. But we are in a world where we're trying to be silenced. Folks, I, I, I've hesitated to say this, but it's gone too good. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not telling you who to vote for. Um, Let's be honest. It doesn't matter who we vote for. You vote who God wants you to vote for, but God's plan is going to come through anyways. We learned that today. I don't care who wins this election. God's going to be in control no matter what. But when a presidential candidate for the United States of America says in open public forum that he wishes Islam would be taught more in our schools, but I can't walk into my son's room and hold a prayer, something is wrong. That's bad enough, but then when he says in this public forum that we all go back to the same root in our beliefs, that's just a lie from the gates of hell. That's a lie from the gates of hell. And we learned last week why that is, because there's a lot of people in our country that believe that Allah and God are the same. And folks, they are not. And don't let anybody tell you that they are. There is Allah in their belief, and there is the King who is Almighty. And if they were the same, my God wouldn't be Almighty. He would be an equal. And He is not an equal. He's not one of the same. And the verse that Preston Conjurer read last week 
about who Jesus is and who the Muslim belief believes Jesus is proves because my God calls Jesus the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and he says that's my son and the Muslims believe that that's just a good guy but he really didn't he really didn't die, die. he really didn't come back to life it was all a fool if Allah and God are the same there's no way that verse is in the Quran but a presidential candidate in this country is telling you they are we are the United States of America and whether you like it or not our country was built on godly principles and we're running away from them as fast as possible folks it's not a coincidence that it's happening it's not by chance if you've read the Bible you realize that as bad as this seems to us it's also a part of God's plan he told us about it he told us this was going to happen he told us what was going to happen in the last days and we're in it but he also told us what to do in those last days because he says that Jesus won't come back until every person on the earth has heard of his name. So I call on us today to proclaim the name of Jesus. Yes. We have a job to do, and that's to proclaim the name of Jesus. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the name who's above every other name, the one who is higher than all, who came to this earth to save us from our sins and give eternal life with Him. That's our job to do for our King, the Almighty. We're not living in a time of chance. We're living in God's plan. When something good happens in your life, you're blessed find the meaning of the blessing. Don't take it for granted. How great is our God? How great is our God? Thanks again for joining our podcast today. If you're in South Arkansas, we'd love to have you visit us. If you'd like more information on our church, please visit us on Facebook or our YouTube channel at Crossroads South Arkansas. I pray that as God pours His love and grace over you, it overflows onto those around you. God bless from Crossroads.